Hi. Welcome to Colonial Williamsburg, past and present on history.org. This is behind the scenes, where you meet the people who work here. That's my job. I'm Lloyd Dobbins, and mostly I ask questions. As we mark the anniversary of American independence this July, behind the scenes we'll consider revolutionary documents, writings that influenced the colonial uprising and the nation that emerged. With me this week is B.J. Pryor, and at Colonial Williamsburg, he's a site interpreter. B.J. is here to talk about the Fifth Virginia Convention, the 1776 meeting of prominent Virginians, which produced documents that anticipated the essence of America's Constitution and Bill of Rights. It's the most important thing that ever happened in Williamsburg because of what it accomplished. What did it accomplish? Well, the most important thing was at that convention that the representatives of Virginia asserted independence for their new commonwealth, drafted the first, what amounts to, Bill of Rights in North America, and the first written constitution uh, drafted by the elected representatives of a people and established the first government in the world that rested on that foundation. And they did all that in less than two months. George Mason also, I think, had probably thought about things like bills of rights and freedom of religion, and he, uh, Jefferson and, and Madison uh, were the driving forces behind freedom of religion. And so they, when they met, they already had a lot of good ideas. Oh, absolutely. These ideas have been floating around for a long time. Many of these ideas had been expressed by philosophers for a hundred years. Uh, but it's one thing to talk about something, it's another thing to put it into practice. It's nothing to make it concrete and real in the actual world rather than a, a theoretical conversation of philosophers in a parlor. Um, and that's you know, what makes this significant. Um, After the Fifth Virginia Convention in, in a couple of months' time finished its work, where did it go from there? Well, the next step was to put into effect what it had done to set up that new government, to organize the first election under the new constitution. To, Of course, the other thing is what, what the Virginians did, they didn't so much declare Virginia independent. They declared Virginia independence to be a necessity, and they called upon the other colonies to join them in asserting independence. They did all their work before they had heard back from the other colonies, of course, when the convention ended, the Congress in Philadelphia was talking about independence, but they didn't vote on it yet. Not until July, as we know. Mm -hmm. uh, so there was a, some slight concern that maybe the rest of the colonies wouldn't go along. They were sort of out in, out in advance. Now, a lot of the colonies were doing similar things, not quite as extensive, not as, as radical at the same time, but, of course, the communications were such that nobody knew what anybody else was doing. Yeah. <laughs> so you couldn't say, well, you know, South Carolina voted this way two days ago. Yeah, they ca so, you can't send an email. Right. So everybody is working in the dark. Um, but there are certain things about this whole, this whole convention that I, I think are fascinating and some that are particularly misunderstood. Uh, the whole question of independence. You know, I think a lot of people have the idea that the colonies somehow labored for years under this oppressive British rule and always dreamed of liberty and independence and finally they got themselves together and asserted it. And the fact is that a lot of the members of this convention were pulled into independence, kicking and screaming, 
Um, <laughs> it's not what they wanted. Uh, they saw themselves as patriotic, loyal Englishmen. They always considered that what they had been doing for the last 12, 13 years had been standing up for their rights as English subjects uh, under the law, ancient laws of Great Britain, that it was Parliament that had betrayed them and violated those laws. They were the true patriots trying to preserve uh, these, these principles. They did not get into, go into this fight intent on giving up their nationality, giving up their identity as Englishmen, giving up their ties to their ancient homeland, giving up their ties to their mother church, um, giving up the flag that their fathers had fought under for generations. Um, with independence, they would have the opportunity to create a new government, to negotiate foreign alliances, to make trade deals so they could purchase the munitions they needed. In essence, independence was a military necessity. And um, so it's, it's the desire for independence was not the cause of the American Revolution. The desire for independence was the result of the American Revolution. I have always remembered, I, I think I learned it somewhere in high school, though probably not, mm -hmm. that uh, no taxation without representation did not refer to the American colonies. It referred to the British Parliament. Mm -hmm. A British citizen could not be taxed except he had a representative or his district had a representative in the House of Commons. Exactly. And the, uh, had American colonies been represented in Parliament, there would have been no protest. No. That would have been completely a disaster, and that was not even desired. You see, here's the problem. Let's suppose that um, you and I agree that that fellow over there will pay our debts. And you and I agree to this. He'll pay all our debts. And he says, hey, wait a second. That's not fair. Um, I had no say in this decision. We say, okay, we'll include you. And the three of us will sit here, and by simple majority vote, we'll decide whether or not you're going to pay our debts. <laughs> He's represented in that decision. It doesn't solve the problem. The difficulty is as long as the colonies are governed under a separate set of laws and separate rules, they have to have a separate legislature. They cannot be represented in Parliament because as long as Parliament is making laws for them different from the laws they're making for their own constituents, only if all are governed under the same set of laws can all be represented in the same legislature. So there's a fundamental... So you know, that's why the colonies never asked for representation in Parliament. They knew that sitting a few Americans in Parliament wasn't going to change the darn thing as long as the British Parliament was going to use the American colonies to pay British debts. At what point, if there is such a point, do a, a, a Virginians, for instance, say, we can't do this anymore? Well, you could say that is what exactly what happened on May 15th 1776, when they adopted their resolution, saying we have tried everything. We have, by every earnest means, have tried everything we can to effect a just reconciliation. Everything has failed. There is no choice left. Now independence is the only route. And that's when the people of Virginia, through the representatives, publicly asserted, that's it, it's over. Now, they have individual Virginians have been coming to that conclusion you know, for months, mm -hmm. uh, different people at different times. But it was a tough conclusion to come to. And many of the men who voted for independence, they didn't celebrate independence. They, they regretted that this, it had come to this. So it was uh, rather a failure. Mm -hmm. 
It, it represented, it rep- when, the con- when the colonies voted for independence, they were saying that everything we have done in the last 12 years has failed. We have tried everything in our power to gain justice from our central government, to restore harmony and order uh, to this relationship. Everything has failed. Now there's nothing left but to separate. How soon did the other colonies, because there are 12 other colonies, and without them we are pretty much alone, mm-hmm. uh, did, they, did they resist it? Did they accept it reluctantly? Uh, how would you sort of characterize that? I remember that? the Continental Congress voted unanimously for independence on, on July 2nd mm-hmm. and then adopted the famous declaration on July 4th. So this is, this is on their minds. What had been going on with a lot of them is that, say, they take someplace like Delaware. And I do not know the history of Delaware, so I'm, I'm just using that as a theoretical model. Uh, the, 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 the people of Delaware can say, well, we may think it's time for independence, but if we assert the independence of our colony and nobody else goes along, and the British government says, oh, look, Delaware, they're the troublemakers, they're the ones who are at the head of this whole thing, they're the ones that are, we crush Delaware, and nobody else will try this independence trick. Uh, so they said, we're not going first. <laughs> <laughs> so Virginia's vote was a catalyst. It wasn't that nobody else was thinking along these lines or no one else was ready, but it took one of the big, powerful states to go first. Yeah. Uh, and to convince the rest that this will go, this will work. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the other thing about this is that we always talk about independence in terms of what if they had lost? What if they had lost this war? And what would have happened to these people? Well, there was another danger that they were very much aware of that we hardly ever think about, which is what if they won the war and they couldn't make this new kind of government work? There were plenty of people in Europe, the all inexperienced statesmen in Europe, who said governments are imposed by force. They are maintained by power. Uh, And centuries of tradition and habit and custom is the only thing that will give a government true legitimacy. You get a bunch of people around a table, you make up a government on a sheet of paper, you label it a constitution, and you think that's going to work? It is a formula for disaster. You are sowing anarchy and confusion. A government based on a sheet of paper agreed to one afternoon will never work, never has, never will. And what if they were right? And the men who made that first state constitution and started this experiment, they had high hopes, absolutely. But they had no proof, put it that way, they had no proof that the, the critics weren't right, that this wasn't going to be a disaster. And if it was a disaster, even if they won the war, they might still plunge their country into chaos mm-hmm. and years of anarchy and confusion. And um, so there were running risks that we don't often think about. That's Colonial Williamsburg, past and present this time. Let us know what you think about the program. Leave feedback at www.history.org slash podcasts. Check history.org often. We'll post more for you to download and hear. 